0: Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcase the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, are your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. That gets theme music by Roger Greg of Crazy Dog audio theater and today uh, we're going to hear uh, the continuation of an ongoing radio serial by the ZBS Foundation. Uh, this is called Land of Enchantment. Uh, it follows one of the spinoff characters from the Jack Flanders series. This is Mojo Sam the Hoodoo Man. Uh, He's been sent to New Mexico. Uh, we're not quite sure why. Is he on vacation or is he getting sucked into some exploration of the unknown? Uh, we'll find more. He has met a lady who is a member of Two Worlds learned a little bit about Native American culture as well as some of the creepy crawlies you'll find in the Southwest, and he's now entered a cave and about to experience something else. So, here we go. Week 2 Land of Enchantment The Land of Enchantment
1: So, did Minnie show you the sights? Oh yeah. Have a seat I think I'll stand (laughs) First time on a horse Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the softer the saddle, the longer the ride. Here, I brought you some liniment. Thanks. Want me to put it on? No, I can reach back
2: there just fine.
1: <laughs> you crazy flatlander. Maria! Where is Minnie? see. Where's Woolly? Where is everyone? We got cabaret tonight. Minnie! Where were you? I
3: was washing my hair.
1: I mean, yesterday you were out riding all day, and my piano man can't sit down. Well,
3: did Charlie Lewis stand up when he played? Yeah, I'll give him a pillow.
1: <laughs> Maria, will you get that? Hello. Who? No Rosa para servirle. No, 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 that's me. Who you? Who? What? Ban who? Ban no. Ban no what? Ban no good. I oh, sound no like. Okay. Okay, goodbye. What now? The music, the van. No good, breakdown, they late come. How late? Maybe two hours, maybe three. Dang! Everybody's running on manana time. Manny. Mini- yeah. Tell Mojo he's got to play tonight. It's gonna be one of those days. I can feel it.
2: What is this saddle doing in place of my piano bench?
1: (laughs) Get that saddle out of here. Damn it, Minnie, we don't have any time for this. I didn't do it. I don't care, find Mojo a pillow and then... Heavens to Betsy Maria! What did you break this time? And I thought I was the queen of klutz. How are you, Mojo?
2: Just fine, Miss Minnie. I'm sorry about and Minnie!
0: Yeah, yeah, see you later, warrior man.
2: Warrior man, (laughs) sounds nice. But what do I have to do to earn it? That's what I want to know. Oh, that old woman is out back with her hula hoop and wearing her red high top tennies. Many say she's a corandera. Hm. Some people used to think they were brujas, witches, put spells on people. But that's what they do in Morocco all the time, so no big deal. <laughs> she's a healer medicine woman, not that she couldn't zap you a good one. I'd like to talk to her, but I don't want to disturb her hula hooping. I think she's doing some kind of incantation, or is it a prayer? And she's working with the sound of the hoop. She stopped. She's looking at me. Now that's a face that's seen a lot. And her eyes. Man, my eyes should be so clear when I'm that old. My name's Mojo. Mojo Sam. Ooh, is she ever checking me out? Well, I'll let you get back to your hooping. Nice meeting you. Those eyes. Is there anything they don't see? Mm-hmm.
1: Where's Wooly? You seen him? No, I don't no see. Uh, Minnie? What? Where's Wooly?
2: I hope she's not asking for me.
1: Minnie? I haven't seen him. Call him, will you? Wooly! him on the phone. Good Lord, who'd have thunk it? I must be speaking Russian and she's listening in (laughs) Apache. Sam's not
2: taking the jokes today.
1: (laughs) Sam's never
3: any fun on cabaret day. Who's Wooly? He's the bartender. Chinese? Yeah, no relation to me. Wooly is about fourth generation Chinese American. He used to live in San...
4: You're in luck. I'm not here.
3: Hey, it's Minnie. Sam's yelling for you. You're three minutes late.
4: Two minutes, 45 seconds.
3: Never mind.
4: I got hung up in rush hour traffic. And Coyote?
3: <laughs> Sam's not laughing at jokes today.
4: Is this our piano man?
3: Yeah. Well, we meet Mojo Sam, warrior man.
4: Ooh, warrior man. I don't call myself that. Your name really, Sam? Uh, they just called me Mojo. My name's Sam. Not Lee? No, nah, it's Samuel Lee. <laughs> we got lots of Sams here. Yeah, you're Sam, I'm Sam, Sam, Sam.
3: But only the boss gets to be Sam. Why she call you
4: Wooley? Habit.
3: Wooly's from Frisco.
4: I came out here to find my roots. In the desert? My grandfather and granduncles helped put the railroad to this area. Albuquerque, Santa Fe. They came over from China? Yeah, sure. But I never lived in the Southwest before. And there's lots of crawly things out here that can scare the heck out of you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So people here noticed I had this habit. Whenever I'd see a snake, I'd jump back and yell, Ooh. (laughs) A rattlesnake? Any kind of snake. (laughs) So they'd catch snakes just to toss them in front of me to see me hop and yell, Ooh. (laughs) And they'd say, Here comes, (laughs) Ooh. The name got shortened and stuck. Me, Sam.
1: You're late.
4: Sorry, Sam.
1: The kegs are out back. Get them out of the sun, will
4: ya? Yeah, Sam. You want some help? Nah, I do this all the time.
3: Minnie. I got it! Armadillo Bistro and Cabaret. Yeah? Okay. When? Uh-oh. Wait a sec. Sam? Why? The piano tuner can't make it today.
1: You tell him, if he doesn't get here before sundown, I'm gonna break both his arms.
3: Sam says that if you... Oh, you heard. Uh Uh-huh.
1: He says he'll do his best. And his legs! Did you hear that? Uh Uh-huh. If he values his cojones, I could break a couple of other things, too.
3: You catch that one? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. He's on his way. <laughs> now that everything's running smoothly, let's get out of here. Wooly can take care of things.
4: Oh yeah. Leave Wooly with Wild Woman. Just remember, what goes around comes around, Minnie ha.
3: We'll be back in an hour.
4: Oh yeah, sure. One hour, uh-huh. Is it safe to leave?
3: Safer than staying. <laughs>
2: Where are we going?
3: Echo Amphitheater. There's a secret path back to my favorite place.
2: You go there often?
3: Yeah, I like to go out there and sit.
2: A good place to meditate.
3: You meditate? Oh, yeah. When? Mornings, nights?
2: I try to meditate between every word I
3: speak. <laughs> I like that. Slow talking warrior man. <laughs> I love the silence up here.
2: Mmm. Feels good. Now, out in the Sahara, that's silence. Nothing. Zero.
3: I didn't mean silence. I meant the feeling of silence. Sometimes the amphitheater catches the slightest sound and changes it.
2: These rocks are something. They look like the faces of old Indian grandfathers. Like they've been guarding this place for centuries.
3: The amphitheater is a sacred site. The forestry service made it into a public campground way back.
2: Do you think people camping in this spot drained off the original power that your people built up by doing their ceremonies here?
3: (laughs) Come on, Mojo. You know your physical life is just an echo of the invisible world. No one can take away the real power of the Earth Mother. Which power are you talking about? The power in the energy paths, the electromagnetic paths.
2: You mean grids?
3: Yeah, it's where the Earth Mother's life force lines cross with the unseen world. There are access points, but they're hidden from those who can't see beyond the solidness of the mountains. Mm.
2: They look solid, all
3: right. The guardians of nature protect the places where the spirit world and the physical world meet.
2: Yeah, there's lots of stories about the guardians of the
3: gates. Every culture has its legends about entering the unseen worlds. Do you hear that? Hmm.
2: Sounds a little like that old woman's hula hoop.
3: It's sort of like a didgeridoo.
2: One of those aboriginal horn
3: things? Uh Uh-huh. I think it's coming from up there.
2: Those rocks with all the petroglyphs?
3: Yeah, come on.
2: Oh. Oh boy,
3: more rock climbing. Do you feel that?
2: You mean the sound? Or the way the air is sort of doing a slow spin? Both. It's not some vortex.
3: No. It seems to be coming out of here. Look, I can put my arm right into the rock.
2: Uh, That's nice, Minnie, but last time you told me you know what- No, no,
3: no, this is different.
2: Yeah, uh uh-huh.
3: No, it's not the same.
2: Come on, Minnie, pull your arm
3: out. Wait, I feel, I feel something. What? In the rock? I think it's... Something's taken my hand.
2: That's it. Get your arm out of it. It's
3: okay, it's okay. Oh,
4: man.
2: Where's us go. tell me to get her...
3: Shh, home. wait, wait. It feels like... Like like it's another hand. A what? It's sort of shaking my hand.
2: A rock No, hand? no,
3: there's something in there. Rock people? It's a very tiny hand.
2: Maybe you should kind of... Pull on it and see if it wants to come out. Okay.
5: Thanks for the hand, mate. My God, it's a little pygmy woman. Who you calling a pygmy, you
3: duffer? She's an Aboriginal.
2: I figured she had a funny accent for a pygmy. I might be small, but I ain't no pygmy, mate. I thought Aboriginals were a little bigger. She's an
5: Aboriginal grandmother. Well, now, see... The Sheila, she knows me, she does.
2: Were you stuck in there?
5: No, <laughs> no. I would have come out somewhere. But why were you in there? I was just having me a little walkabout.
2: You walkabout inside of rocks?
5: If you're trying to get
3: somewhere, why not, Mike? Uh,
2: Minnie? Uh, Minnie?
3: You with us? Huh? Oh, I was just explaining to Scout about Alice. Alice? See? Si? She knows me. This is Alice Nemanwari. You two know each other? Sort of. I've seen her in dreams. Yeah. Well,
2: I'm Mojo Sam. I know. Hmm. Yeah. I guess if you can walk around in rocks, you probably know a lot.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Did you come all the way from Australia? It's not
5: that far if you know the shortcuts.
2: Straight up through the center of the earth?
5: You're thinking three-dimensional, might.
2: Well, how did you do that?
5: There's what we call dimensional openings that connect the caves in the outback and the dreaming places here in the desert
3: southwest. Minnie knows that. Really? Yeah, the wise women of the Aboriginal tribes were told through dreams that it was time to break the sacred stones. Those rocks have kept their dreaming spaces protected for thousands of years. How do you know that? Hey, I slip in and out of dream time.
5: The boundary stones have been broken for several months now, and that's why I was able to what you'd call transit through the Dreamtime.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: See over here, Might. This here's an ancient dreaming stone. It was sent to Minnie from the Aboriginal grandmothers.
2: They sent it?
5: This stone was our first apport
2: It was sent across Dreamtime. Uh, Minnie, what's an airport?
3: An apport is a physical object that can be relocated in another place without being physically taken there.
5: You sure know a lot. Minnie's a mool crow, like you, Mojo. Mulcrow. It's good that you vibrate when you hear what we call your mob.
2: My mob?
5: Your mob
3: and Minnie's mob dreamed it differently. But your bloodline is the line of dreamers. You know, magic people who know how to stock the energy lines through dreaming. They banish time.
2: <laughs> I think you're talking about a kind of dreaming Freud wasn't thinking of. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you realize what time it is? Sam, damn. She's going to skin us alive. Sam, damn the boss. She's a stickler for time. Don't worry. I'll talk to your Sam.
2: we better get moving.
3: Come on, Alice. You're our alibi.
2: <laughs> Sam's gonna believe this. Oh, yeah.
5: <laughs> now, this is the sort of station we find in the outback.
2: It's the town of Coyote.
5: What do you have here? Just what you see. Look at that now. That old woman has got a hula hoop. Donna Mateo, she's the local healer. She's a curandera. I wouldn't mind talking to a curandera.
2: <laughs> well, you can talk, but I don't know if she'll answer.
5: If I get me a hula hoop, maybe we can have a conversation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of talking her language.
5: What else you have?
2: The armadillo bistro and cabaret. Oh,
5: I hear armadillos are good eating.
2: Uh, there aren't any armadillos up here.
5: No armadillos. How about iguana?
2: No. Just the Armadillo Bistro.
5: Well, what do they dish out there?
2: Everything but Armadillos.
3: (laughs) Look, the band made it. There's John's van. Who's that? John York. Who? He used to play with the birds. He played with birds? The group, the birds, eight miles high, you know. Bird songs? The bloke sounds all right to me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Minnie and Mojo. Guess who has been asking for you two?
3: Willie meet Alice. How you doing, Willie?
4: You look just like an Australian Aboriginal.
5: Where? what did you expect? A pygmy?
4: Are you from down under?
5: Me and me. Uh oh. Here comes Sam.
1: Minnie, where did? What's you this? Do?
5: I hear no armadillos. What? I come here looking for a little armadillo stew, and they just informs me there's no armadillos at the Armadillo Cafe. Be strong. That's right, little Sheila.
1: My God, where'd you find her? You don't want to know.
5: I be Alice Nominwari. You are the notorious Sam. uh,
1: You're a real
5: Aboriginal. An original Aboriginal I am. But I ain't no Alice in Wonderland.
1: (laughs) What are you doing here in Coyote?
5: Alice is on a walkabout.
1: From Australia? She took a shortcut.
5: Give me a cold drink and I'll tell you about it. Uh, Woolly... Yes, Sam. Get this woman a glass of water. Ugh, water? If I wanted water, I'd go suck it out of the sand.
4: <laughs> I think she wants a cold beer.
2: Uh, you two met before. Yeah. You said in a dream? In the dream weave. Dream weave? Oh, man. I need an indigenous dictionary to understand you people.
3: Alice showed me techniques on how to transit certain worlds that I didn't know.
2: You can travel in dream space? Not like Alice.
3: Ah, but it's all changing, even for me. You mean
2: because the Earth's changing?
3: The Earth's orbit has changed. The doors between worlds have shifted. Only master dreamers like Alice remember the way. If I didn't see Minnie's hand reach in, I may
5: not be enjoying your company.
2: (laughs) You would have been stuck in there? No.
5: But we can't find our way around like once we could. The
3: doorways have become confused.
2: Because the energy is shifting.
3: The ancient wisdom that Native Americans have always known is anything that has ever existed in a place is still there.
2: I thought you said a lot of those places have been eliminated.
3: Changed.
2: You're saying there's lots of doorways in the same place, opening into different times?
5: And you have to watch which doorway you choose,
3: Might You could be swimming with the fishes. What? <laughs> you could end up in someone's nightmare, being stalked by a dinosaur.
2: <laughs> okay, one more. What's the dream weave?
3: Well, for centuries, our Native American dreamers and seers have encountered a web of energy. Our ancient legends say that Grandmother Spider wove the web of the universe. My Native American ancestors taught that life force is spirit, and our world is alive.
2: A spider web?
3: My teachers call this web the dreamweave. The web unites the visible and invisible into one world, our world.
2: What's it made of?
3: It's made of everything human beings create that is not physical. Such as? Such as feelings, thoughts, ideas, opinions, judgments, hopes, dreams, aspirations, intentions, and pure creativity. All of these elements contain energy but are not seen as physical objects. But this unseen energy creates a world of its own that influences all that we know of as physicality.
2: So every time we act or react to something, a thought or feeling or judgment is present.
3: Yeah, sure.
2: And those thoughts have energy of their own and are hanging in time and space until we change the way we see it. Or the way we feel about it.
3: Yeah, most people don't realize that they direct their thoughts and feelings into the world. Jealousy or anger is as potent as physical violence. Oh, yeah. If we could see the energy connected to hurtful words, we would never scream at another human being. Mm-hmm. Harsh or cruel words aimed at another weave webs of pain.
2: Yeah, we get hurt, and then we hurt back to get even. And what a mess we make of each other.
3: Well, like they say, love is all you need. Hmm.
2: Too many women's. <laughs> Stepping out of rocks? You gotta have a hard head to do that. Maybe I'll go back to that amphitheater. That's a good place to sit. I wonder... Does many have a flashlight? Oh, yeah. Does it work? Not much battery left. Well, it's enough to shine out snakes. (laughs) I hope. Look at all those stars. Millions. People that live under streetlights forget about what's up here. Must have been something to be an Indian sleeping under that blanket of stars. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I keep hearing drumming and singing. Sounds like it's coming from off in the hills. Or maybe it's coming from the other side of the hill inside my head. This looks like a good place to sit. Yeah, nice, flat, cool rock. Uh, what kind of animal is that? Now it's coming from over there. Hmm. I get the feeling it's getting kind of close. Oh. Damn, where's that light? Now it sounds like it's coming out of these rocks. It's coming out of the rock I'm sitting on. Damn! Did those animal sounds scare you? What are you? I am the voice of the ancient rock. Uh, Oh yeah?
4: And if you move one inch to the right, You will be
2: hidden under a landslide of my brothers and sisters. (laughs) rocks don't laugh like that. Yes, we do. (laughs) Is that you, Scout? Who? Are you the one drumming and yelping out there? It is not me. I figured you were scheming up something. Your ancestors are watching you. Uh, I think they got better things to do. You think the only spirit guides around here are
1: engines? <laughs>
2: your ancestor spirits wish to speak to you. Oh, yeah? I will contact them in your favor. <laughs> this I gotta hear. Mm-hmm.
4: Give me some skin. You dig me and give me some skin. It's easy. Give me some skin. All you do, Jack, is hit your hand
2: in mine. Give hey! Me some skin. That's good, oh, Scout. <laughs> are they giving each other high fives or are they looking for new bodies with skin? Doing that? Doing what? You see it, right? See what? Up above us, uh, against the Milky Way. There's something moving. It's like a giant shadow. But I think it's becoming solid. Oh man, it's enormous. I do not see this. I don't know what it is, it's... Wait a minute, I know what it is. It's a kachina. Like one of those kachina dolls. Only this one looks like she's about 300 feet high.
1: I do not see kachinas.
2: Oh, man. You can't see something that covers the sky. Uh Uh-oh. Don't tell me you don't hear that. Kachinas are not Apache it's walking this way it's a woman and a big one too oh man if there ever was a time for feet don't fail me now Warrior man. is she talking to me do you hear me Warrior man. i knew that name was going to come back to haunt me Warrior man. Oh mother,
5: you cannot understand the ancient holy language that I speak. So I speak to you through your mind in symbol form that your mind can interpret. Do you understand?
2: Oh, oh yeah,
5: warrior man, you have honored the earth and the sacred traditions of others. You have experienced the non-physical worlds. You are now given permission to enter the enchantment. Explore those
2: worlds.
5: Do you understand, Warrior Man?
2: I, I think so. That is. Next week, part three of The Land of Enchantment. This is a ZBS production.
0: All right, and that was The Land of Enchantment by ZBS Foundation, zbs.org. That is, of course, the work of Tom Lopez, a.k.a. Meatball Fulton. More of that coming for you next week here on Radio Drama Revival. Uh, in the meantime, hundreds and hundreds of hours of audio drama adventure awaits you at radiodramarevival.com. You've got uh, hundreds of hours of archives there. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio drama revival, Twitter, hit up at radiodrama. Uh, find us on Stitcher or iTunes, leave a review, tell your friends, throw some money in the tip jar. Whatever it takes to keep this free service going, we really appreciate it. Um, that is a wrap for this week Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly Fred Greenhalgh Copyright of individual shows remains to the original producers but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM that is Southern Maine's community radio as always keep your mind and your ears open thanks for tuning in and have a great week